Well, hello. In Akron, I'm Zach Jackson. In Canada, he's Andre Knott. Southern Summit County's favorite podcast is going international. Welcome to the A to Z podcast. Andre, how are you? We back, y'all. We back. (laughs) We We are. We live. We breathing. It's been two weeks. We got international shout-outs. Yeah, man. We got international shout-outs. I actually have people that are yelling at Jason Kipnis at the end of the game tonight. Me. Uh, some guy was like, man, happy eight years, Kip. This is some, some asshole. And we talk like that on this podcast. If you forgot. <laughs> but some gentleman that was here and had some Canadian beer yelled out, what about a freaking podcast, Andre? <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you listening. Um, we did try to make clear in the last one that I wasn't going to be here um, for a week or so. I came back, rested, ready. It is Brown's camp. So A to Z um, is ready to go. Obviously, I'll be in Bree every day. Andre won't. Uh, he might be able to stop by for a day, but it's Brown's fever. Um, as usual, it's well, seen. Will I be able to make it in? Will I be able to make it in? Will y'all? I, I mean, I, I don't know who have you pissed off lately. Now, like, who have you pissed off lately? Uh, I, it's funny. My wife and I had a talk last night uh, during dinner because I had the game off because Major League Baseball did a great thing of uh, putting the game on YouTube last night. Uh, sounds like from all the texts and, and tweets that I read and all the different people that called me that it was a great time. Uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, so we went out to dinner and gosh i don't even know if I, this man like you can tell we haven't done a podcast because i got so much stories and so much to tell we'll start with baseball and then we'll work our way to football and we probably got to do this again in a couple well of i just you, I, so we you just reminded me that i got a good story i kind of want to tell it before i forget but do you sure. have like a pressing topic or what let me go let me go let me okay. go quick no i don't have a pressing topic all i would say is this all, we got to do one about all, just some of the stuff that happened All-Star Week when in Cleveland. Uh, as much as I downplayed it, it ended up being really cool. But last night we're sitting having dinner, and Jen looks over, and we're at this Canadian steakhouse uh, that's unbelievable, one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. Um, and she looks over, and she goes, man, that guy looks like the sideline guy for the, for the Browns. Um, and she goes, Zagura. And I'll start laughing. And she goes, am I allowed to say that? And I was like, yeah, you can say that. I was like, I was like, me and Nate cool. I was like, we follow each other. I go, we – we don't block each other on Twitter. I'm cool with him. I go, as I grow up, Jen, uh, I go, I got to be more professional at times with people that are in the business that I'm in. But fuck Greg Brenda. <laughs> she, looked, she looked at me and she was just like, so like half of our dinner was me explaining why Greg Brenda is such a piece of shit. Uh, and I will continue to say that. And I can't wait to see him in person. Yeah. Um, so it, we just talked about growing up and how some people respect you and how some people don't respect you. And I'm good. So yeah, I think I'm good with everybody in Berea. Is my whole point to this. I think I'm. I think I'm on a on a up and up on in Berea right now. Well, right now. as always, it's seen the Honeymoon Grill and American Fireworks who help make this thing happen. A to Z Podcast dot com, Facebook dot com slash A to Z Podcast. If you're not not already on board at those sites, um, to the person that got mad at the last podcast and went on the Honeymoon Facebook page, um, your insecurities and your Fox News rotting brain are not our fault. Grow up. Uh, we have fun here. Oh, uh, we yeah. don't agree with each other. <laughs> Not every podcast is perfect. Not every opinion is great. But guys, like let's let's get a grip on things here. <laughs> let's for real. I mean, I, I, to be right. that big of a loser, we just don't want you to listen. Period. Uh, end of discussion there. Um, so I have to tell the story. Person doing that, a, per, a person, a person doing that, don't really listen to podcasts. They're just looking to, to yeah. kill me. Right? They're, no, they're begging, begging for attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So sometimes we play a little American Fireworks Glory Days, and American Fireworks is still open and still your place to get uh, all the fireworks. There, I think they've toned down the 24 hours that they were open around July 4th, but there's still a lot of summer left, which is good. And I keep telling myself, anyway. Um, as some of you know that follow me on social media or listen to the last podcast, I spent 
almost a week up in uh, northern Michigan, Torch Lake. Incredible place. Um, just awesome, relaxing, you know, and, and just a lot of fun. I came back in a good uh, – came back really sunburnt, but I came back in a good mental state, and I'm ready to roll. But I got to sit – I got to tell this story as we play a little American Fireworks Glory Days. On the way up, I'm driving out of the turnpike, and um, this would be on – the side of the road, I guess, coming back east towards Cleveland. I want to say it's Vermilion-ish. It's out that way, Sandusky-ish. There's a big red building, like an old barn type thing. Can you picture at all what I'm talking about, Dre? Yes. yes okay, yes. so a lot of people obviously have made the trip. Well, I see this, and I just start busting out laughing because one year, and I don't know if it was – I think it was maybe a regular season game in 09, but I'm not positive. I was working for the Browns, and so instead of us going, a bunch of us went – um, instead of us going with the team, a bunch of us went in a group. You know, Detroit from Cleveland is what a two and a half hour drive. Right, so, right. Um, Jimmy Donovan drove, and I, I don't know mm-hmm. exactly who else was there, but there were four or five of us in his SUV, and we're coming Probably home. Deke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Deke I was there. That. Deke did call me bitch okay. boy this morning, but I don't think he was there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the season has started. I was we're, just texting with him the other day. Go ahead. We're, we're, we're driving along. And uh, Jimmy's like, guys, um, I'm sorry, but I got to pee. Okay. And and then he's like, no, guys, like, really? I I have to piss so bad. Like, I'm going to pull over on the side of the turnpike. (laughs) And we're like, all right. So we end up stopping, like, right in front of this big building, probably just because there was lights or something on it, and it made for a good stopping point, you know? This was evening. This is not – this is neither the smartest nor the safest thing to do, but I guess when a man's got to go, he's got to go, and Jimmy made it clear. got to go, you got to so go. So not buddy, only yeah. did he do this, but the reason why 10 or so years later why I'm still laughing about it to the point that I, I can barely grab the steering wheel as I drive down the road is in typical Jimmy fashion, he stops the car after saying it's a bad idea, after apologizing. He does it, and he gets back in, and in his newscaster voice, proceeds to do this fake newscast about how the voice of the Browns was pulled over by state patrol for pissing on the side of the turnpike. Oh, I so love it. I and he so goes and reached for comment. Donovan said, hey, when a man's got to go, he's got to go. Go, man's got to go. So, all these years later, I'm just driving, kind of jamming the tunes or whatever, and I'm like, man, I'm telling that story on podcast because if that's not a glory day story, then nothing is. Speaking of, and this is cross-promoting at its finest, you just heard about the finest play-by-play man in the NFL pissing on the side of a road in Ohio, leaving Detroit because we all have to piss after we leave that state. But one of the greatest articles and a great way to start the season off is to go to The Athletic and not read Zach Jackson stuff. This stuff has been pretty good. We'll get to that. But a really good article um, about uh, about Jim Donovan and Doug Deacon and just what they've gone through, the worst record since 1999 when they've come back. Just a, a, a nice way to get things underway. I'm not talking about who's playing linebacker and left, left tackle from Andre Knott because I've read The Athletic a little bit. Um, those trips, and I know we've talked about it before, but when I was doing Browns sidelines, the, the trips of, of Jim Donovan driving me places, whether it be Detroit or Buffalo, um, uh, him, and I don't think people realize this, he does play-by-play or he does his sports like all day long. Like he'll walk by you and he'll just – and I know we've probably brought this up on the podcast you know, once before, but it's still just funny to bring it up because football season's here. You guys will have a preseason game in what, two weeks, three weeks? Two weeks from Thursday, um, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm telling you right now, and I haven't. We, him and I were texting last night, not even about this. We we're just te- he was texting about the YouTube. Actually, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, 
he's already working on like fourth string linebacker making a tackle at the 32 yard line brought down by like that's how <laughs> how great he is and it's hilarious you walk up to him and be like so he's exact what do you know about what's the, the second round pick out of BYU that you may have had third round pick Taki Taki yeah Taki Taki he's walking around right now Taki Taki at somebody at WKYC <laughs> working on his yeah. work. and and Deacon's working on it too as he opened up his second beer of the afternoon Taki Taki sounds like something I used to get uh, I heard you guys was on your podcast fucking talking about me again <laughs> um, my son listens to that shit <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Andre's bitch. Uh, football season is here. Now, th- this is a specific example, and obviously I only tell that story out of love because Jimmy is an outstanding broadcaster and a better person. Um, a specific example, he would stay up until 3 or 4 in the morning or later, you know, every week, even when the Browns were bad, studying these names of these players and their backgrounds because right. you never know. And one time – he was asking me questions. They were playing the Chargers, and God knows what year this would have been. But a specific <laughs> example is, you know, he asked me two or three questions. One, maybe one was a local guy. One was maybe a hyped guy that had kind of turned into a, a, a not very good NFL player. And there was this backup fullback, Dre, and I don't even know the name. It was a Hawaiian name or a Samoan name, something like that. And Jimmy had stayed up obsessing over how to pronounce this name and knowing this guy's background. And I said, Jimmy, he's a backup fullback. And he looked at me and he said, Zach, but he goes, what keeps me up at night is the games on the line and everybody in the stadium, me and you included, thinks the ball's going to Antonio Gates and the backup fullback scores the touchdown. I have to get it right. And that that is a dedication to your craft, and that's how you get, um, you know, where he's been. So he's not just a sports junkie, but he, he does things like listen to soccer on the radio because of how descriptive you'd have to be yeah. to, to do that. And he picked, I mean, he is always, always working. Incredible guy. And really, uh, to sum up this part of the conversation, a failure on our part to have not had him on the podcast yet, really. Yeah, we, we need to have him on because he, he would be great and get good, great stories. And tell you what, we got to figure out a way to just take the equipment to Berea. Sit him in, we got to do it. We well, that's why I was asking that, if you're allowed in Berea. Berea these days or not. <laughs> What'd you say? That's why I was asking if you're allowed in Berea these days or not. Yeah, I'm allowed, man. I'll come. I got, I got, I'm mature. I'm, I'm really maturing into my, into my, into my forties, uh, by being more immature than I was in my early thirties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, how about baseball season? How about we're like a week away? Just quickly. We're like a week away from the uh, trade deadline. Um, AJ and Tito have had races in the pool the last three days here in Toronto. Tito gets up every morning and swims. Last night, Tito comes in and I had to out to dinner and had a couple glasses of wine in me already. And he goes, all right, what time will I see you in the kids tomorrow morning? I go, why? So AJ can beat your ass. So Monday morning, we're like Monday morning, we're in the pool, me and the kids, Bella and AJ and my wife and, and Tito comes in and I like, I like cringe. Cause I'm just like, oh boy. So Tito does his laps. That's how he starts his day. And AJ being the asshole that he is, because he's my son and he knows no different. Um, and he's just my son. He's me. Um, as Tito's doing his laps, AJ decides to like belly flop right in front of him and just kick water all over. <laughs> and I'm just like, AJ, stop. So I'm like, hold it. He like, thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And Tito does too. So they start racing up and down the pool or whatever. Because AJ and Isabella can swim, unlike their father. Uh, who just floats and makes sure he doesn't go underneath and embarrass himself. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I can float like a motherfucker though. Float like, I'm like Muhammad Ali almost. I float like a butterfly. Weird. Lord weird that your kids like Panera and can swim. Water. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> they love Panera. And you know, after I texted you, tweeted you last night about it, and my Uber ride. Hey man, I got to tell you something about Canada. I'm all over the place right now, but Canada got the best motherfucking Uber drivers ever. I read and I rode in a Range Rover. Uh, Mercedes Benz, and the dude picked me up in a BMW last night. Made my wife think I was Uber Black in it. I was like, "Girl, I ain't Uber Black in shit. This is Uber XL up in this piece." They, they Canada is right, man. Uh, Canada is. I, I'm, 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 I might move to Toronto uh, if they don't like me. If they don't let me in Berea no more. Um, so after we get done, so Tito does his laps or whatever, and he starts talking to talking to the kids and talking to Jen, and, and he says, "He goes, they going to the game tonight." I go, "Yeah." So he looks at Isabella and he goes. He goes, Isabella, you're the best swimmer I've ever seen at this age, everything else. He goes, AJ, he goes, you're like my damn son. You just flop all over the place, but you're fast as shit. And he realizes he's talking to a four-year-old, six-year-old. <laughs> and his face, his face just drops. <laughs> and I'm dying. I'm in the water going, yeah, Tito, you know, just talk to him how you always talk. And AJ just looks at him and goes, you got any gum? <laughs> So he goes, so then Tito looks at Isabella and he goes, whatever you do in this trip, he goes, order ice. He goes, they got great ice cream that they'll bring to your room every night. He goes, make sure every night your dad gets home from work, you order the ice cream and get all the chocolate. Even if you don't want to eat it, you can send it to my room. And then he goes, then he looks at AJ and he goes, you take all his money. He goes, when you guys leave here, you make sure you get all of his money. And he gets out of water and goes, have a good day, Nats. <laughs> <laughs> I get to the ballpark, so I'm getting ready to do my hit. And he's calling me um, the Griswolds. He's calling he's like, hey, like, he's like super nice to me in front of my family. Then the, he's like, hey, Griswold, Griswold, you going to bring the whole family out? I'm just like, shut up. Uh, he and they, and they like he's like he's Uncle Tito to them. They don't even care about him. It's like AJ literally is asking for gum. Yeah. So that was how things started here in Canada. Um, and this is not, and now that the kids have already left, they wore the they wore me out like a motherfucker over the last two days. But it was a lot of fun. Celebrated uh, Matt Underwood's 25th anniversary with his wife last night, uh, who was also here. Uh, our broadcast is gonna be great today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then there's a straight deadline stuff that's going on. And I'm going to be honest with you. I I thought I had something figured out, and I, I don't even know anymore. Um, it's weird to me. I know within, within the locker room, within the clubhouse, um, if they were to trade Trevor Bauer, uh, there's going to be some pissed-off individuals in that clubhouse because, what, there's 17 games over 500. Um, but we're in weird times, people. It's a weird trade deadline. I know the Washington Nationals has a scout that's that's been here for the last couple of days. I've seen a San Diego guy. I've seen a Phillies guy. I've seen a Yankees guy forever. Um, at one time, I didn't think they were going to trade Trevor Bauer. Now I'm back to the point where I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's, it's 50-50. They might. Um, I know the players don't want it. I know there's coaches that don't want it. Uh, but it might happen. So we'll see. It's, uh, it's, an, it's just an odd time. But the team is – I will say this. The team is laughing because everybody thought they were out of it. And everybody was laughing at them saying they weren't going to catch them. And they really feel like they're going to catch the Twins. Um, and this is going to be fun. I hope that they're within three games of each other the rest of the season. Because for the years that I've been able to cover this team, really Cleveland, period. Like, when's the last time we had a true pennant race? Usually the Indians in the 90s, they would win by 20 games and clinch by September 1st. Um, the last couple of years haven't been that – like, they're fun. 
Um, I maybe I'm asking for something I really don't want a part of, and maybe in, you know in October I'll look back and say why the hell did I want that? But I'm kind of looking forward. It's fun to go to. The, it, it's honestly for my job. It's fun to go to the park. Oh, um, sure. More well, a lot more fun than it has been the last couple of years. Not that we didn't have fun, but it's just a different. <clears throat> there's an excitement to going to the park right now. You know, as a very outside observer, um, you know, following on Twitter a couple nights ago, being at the bar watching the game, like. I kind of – I don't want to say roll my eyes. I kind of chuckle. I see, you know, scoreboard watching and the Twins and the standings, and it's like, guys, there's like 70 games left, you know, or 60 games right. left. Like, it's a little early for that, but th- that's what makes it fun, right? It's like yeah. you're playing for that. You, you're, that's the easiest way to get in, um, and, and it would be right. – you know, it would be a hell, hell of an accomplishment to have been as far down as they've been and, and come back. Um, you know, and, and as far as the trade deadline, like just the human nature part of it is what fascinates me because guys know – Right, that guys know that a lot can change in a week, and oh yeah, oh, you know just yeah. from my own experience going back being young, you know the first couple of years I worked for the Browns and cut day came up, it was like a huge deal to me, right? Because I was just invested. Some guys you had interviewed, some guys you had lunch with, some you really knew. You didn't want them to get cut, obviously. Um, right, you, know, you wanted right. to be right in who you projected and whatever. Although when I worked, <laughs> when I worked for the team, I I kept my opinions out off off of the internet because that's just how the, how it's supposed to go. But then you get older, and it's just like such a business. You know, it kind of just got beat out of me, right? So it's like, right, you have relationships with these guys, but I'm sure you're kind of the same way, and that you're hardened that you come to the park wherever wherever the hell it is you play a week from today, like. You know, your job's the same, right? And and the show goes on at right. 7.05. Right, yeah. Yeah, and no matter what. And, and and you're absolutely right. The one thing about two things, the pennant race thing is funny because um, it's fun to go into the clubhouse and see the guys watching the Twins games just like we, you know, like yeah. we're watching them. Right, that's Or cool. like driving home, driving home, and I get a text the other night from Matt Underwood before I get home, and he's like, uh, you know, he's like, Twins just lost, you know, in the ninth inning, uh, you know, ace tri- turned to double play. Uh, it's just funny, like, guys, that, like, because usually this time of year, like, you pay attention, but you don't care that much. You know, we're on the plane watching, or even last night, we're all out, like, you know, Matt, I'm, I'm out with my wife, and we're I'm out with a couple other people, and Clev, and Plesak, and a couple other guys are out, and we go to a bar, we're all in the same bar, and we're all watching the end, uh, in Canada, we're all watching the end of the twins Yankees game. And when the last outs made, we're all celebrating. And like everybody else in the bar is looking around, like what the hell are these people cheering for about the, Yan-? you know, like it's, it's really, it's, it's just cool. To, it's cool to have that many people that matter that care about it. And it's, and I know the fans feel the same way. And I just, I guess what I'm really saying is, is um, not only the fans that way, the players that way. And it's cool to see them care. I hate to say it that way. Not that they don't care, but it's cool to see how they feel about things uh, day in and day out. The trade thing. You're absolutely right. Um, on one hand, I would like to get on this podcast, stand up, and, and bang on my chest and say this is this this and this is going to happen. And at times, I've been able to say certain things, but I really don't know. And I will say this: there's a weird attachment, I think, for all of us that are around the team with Trevor Bauer. Um, I know people on the radio try to act like they actually know him, and, and I'm just going and I'm going to say this quite frankly: there are if you aren't around him every day, you can't really pinpoint who he is and what he is because he's a conundrum in so many different ways. Um, and the growth that he is, I heard somebody, I won't mention any names cause I've, I've already said the F you to who I need to say the F you to. Um, but I heard, you know, I heard somebody get quoted as saying, I got multiple sources that tell me that he's a better teammate. And, and to be honest, and I think Trevor would agree with me with this. Trevor is the same guy he was two, three years ago. 
Um, I don't. I wouldn't just jump out there and say he's a better teammate. I think more people understand him. Does that make you know? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, and so, but I just think people and like and out of the radio purposes, and people need phone calls, and people need attention, and some people just can't admit that they don't know because they don't. Um, I think it's an odd thing. There's still guys in the clubhouse that tell me they only like him on the fifth day, every fifth day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, that you know that doesn't he, make him unique. He, 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 <laughs> no, no, not at all. That, that make it puts him right in the. That, I mean, that's. I mean, hell, you, there's guys that I mean, there's offensive linemen that feel that way, right? There's basketball teams that feel that way. So they only like a guy when he has the ball in his hands, or when he's rebounding, or he's blocking. Um, Trevor is a conundrum, and I think Trevor. If they do trade him, I'll say this: the organization may miss him more for the things he's done off the field than on the field. I think just some of that in any one person in particular, I just think bringing some of the physics and thought process that he's brought to this organization on pitching and how to develop pitching and how to watch pitching are pretty good. Now I'm saying that Trevor sometimes is too full of Trevor. He's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, but he's also can be, I want to find the right word. Um, I, I love him and I'll be friends with him the rest of the, probably the rest of our lives. I'm sure him and I'll talk, but he has a, I think sometimes it's hard for him to ingest that every everything that he thinks and says isn't the most important thing. And I think a lot of us have that trait, right? But I think with more success, uh, he thinks he, you know, he can change the world, and and maybe his little small pocket he can. Yeah. Uh, but still, we need to stay in our lane sometimes. So I, I get where the Indians are at right now. Um, I will be careful when trading him, and it's not about how his teammates feel about him. It's, look. Teammates like him. The other 24 guys like him because he gives them a better chance to win. Oh, no Stop doubt. Stop all this who's friends. You know, it's not about who's friends and this and that um, or who likes him or who doesn't like him. They want the 24 other guys that can help them get to a World Series. And Absolutely. unless the Indians trade for somebody that makes them feel like they can win the World Series better, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard thing to take in a clubhouse is what I would say. No doubt. Um, but I, I think, you know, for all the layers to this, there is probably a value that if the Indians can get that value, they have to make the trade. Right, they're gonna do it. Yeah, unfortunately, you are you hit it. You said it perfectly. You said it perfect. That's pretty much where they're at right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's just. I mean, it sucks what it is, but it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's just the life. That's how the game works now, especially in cities like Cleveland, Ohio. Well, yeah, I mean, to 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 a story that's become an absolute dead horse on the team I cover, like. I mean, why are we going over Duke Johnson and Duke Johnson's wishes and whatever for the ninth time? Right. right. The bottom line is Duke right. Johnson asked right. for a trade in like February, and Duke Johnson's well within his rights to do that. However, not only is he under contract, but the Browns aren't giving him away. In March and April, the Browns had discussions, and it was like, here's what we want, and nobody's given close to that. So until then, Duke Johnson can hire all the agents in the world, right? Duke Johnson <laughs> can – like, it's just not going to happen, so it, it's beating a dead horse. Now, with, with Trevor Bauer and his arbitration status and where he is long-term and where the Indians are organizationally, it makes sense for the right value to trade him. As you said, it would not be a super popular move. It would be a risky move. We'll see. I don't know if anyone will deliver um, that value. And the fascinating thing that we'll probably never know is some of the things you mentioned about Trevor being a different cat, Trevor's image, Trevor's makeup, all of this. You know, does any of that prevent a team from from getting to that value with that? I, I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll probably never know question. any of that. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, that, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I think we've arrived in sports, even with with trading back in the NFL. You know, every guy is an asset, 
right? Hell, we've arrived at the era at the era where LeBron James is an asset, you know. Yeah. And what value you can get um, has to determine your thinking. And you know, I think you're always playing for that one championship. And if the Indians can stay sure. healthy and they can hit the ball, um, they've I think the way they've played over the last however many six weeks. And I did think it was cool how Dorsey started the Browns press conference today by shouting out the Indians because that's something he didn't need to do. Um, right. The Browns have this good vibe going right now. They seem to know they've got the city by the balls a little bit. They seem to know they're the buzz team in the NFL. Um, you know, none of that really means anything when September rolls around. But I think there's a way you you kind of embrace that, and you you uh, as as people say on Twitter, the gets us meter is c- currently off the charts. That hasn't been the case. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, you know, I'll be there as I mentioned. Camp starts on Thursday morning. Uh, I'll be there for every minute of it. Um, as anybody knows who knows sports a little bit and is listening to this podcast, I don't care what your association to the NFL or interest level to the NFL, to the Browns is it's always more than talent. It's always, always, always that to get where you really want to go. However, having the talent's a damn good place to start and they have it. And we'll see. I have legitimate questions about personalities, about the overall makeup of handling all this, of, of just the execution, you know, on the football field that allows you to win and allows you to keep these good vibes. But I see a damn talented team and I would take that over the alternative 11 days a week. Yeah. I mean, they have talent and that's, and that's, you know, that's the first, that's the first key to any winning, winning organization. We don't, we never, you know, I think Sam Rizzigliano always says it best. You ever see a jockey carry a horse over the finish line? Um, <laughs> and it's like, and his point is if you don't got a talented horse, you ain't winning. <laughs> you can, you can have the greatest coach ever. You had the greatest plays ever. Have all that other stuff. You got to have the horses. Um, and it looks like the Browns have the horses. And, and really my thing is, in the most positive way, and I hate to say it, you just hope they get through the first five, six weeks of everything in the best health possible. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be ankle turns. There's going to be, you know, things are going to pop up. Um, there's going to be storylines. Uh, whether Zach wants to write them or, or not, there are going to be storylines that, that are going to change. Uh, you obviously, like you brought up the Duke Johnson thing. And if that's the biggest issue you have going into training camp, boy, have we gone a far away. Um, yeah. Right. I do have to bring up, well, there's two articles I want to bring up. I did not read your decade team yet. I know that Joe, I read the Joe Thomas part, but then I was in the pool with the, with the kids and Tito. <laughs> I forgot to read the rest of it. I'll read all your children. All. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With all my kids. Yeah. Me and my children. Um, I am curious how that you guys started. I saw Zach, uh, Zach, Zach Meisel, I think did one on the Indians, which I can't wait to read later on as well. Um, just what's the thought process on that. And then I want to talk about GQ magazine yeah so um basically one of the cool parts about the athletic is the coolest parts is just is the mandate to not chase the story everybody's chasing and to think outside the box and therefore we have a lot of people throwing ideas out and um, they don't all make it they're not all great Uh, we don't all agree with them but i feel like 90 percent of the time we have open lines of communication and someone basically threw it out like hey um more than just summertime filler, which everybody except those covering baseball needs, right? Like this, this seems like a cool way to, to kind of engage and reflect. And so it just got passed around and, um, Cleveland as a department or, you know, was just like, yeah, absolutely. So let's run the Browns. Let's run the blue jackets, decade team, Cavs, Indians, 
um, and go. And I was glad to do it. So it was obviously a challenge with the Browns in a way because it was kind of a lost decade. No, not a single winning record. uh, Obviously, Um, you know, you had a a one slam dunk in Joe Thomas. You had one slam dunk in Ataba Rubin, who nobody would know walking down the street. A Taba Rubin, yeah. I'm reading it right now. So yeah, you had, a, you had one slam dunk in Josh Gordon, who obviously did more detriment to the organization than he ever did positive, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like I said, that, that's one of the cool things we're doing is it's not just me saying, hey, I'm going to go to the other side of the locker room today while everybody is circled around Christian Kirksey. It's kind of right, a company-wide right. initiative to let's find the different story, let's go a little deeper, and let's see. And like I said, it's been awesome to work with – super talented guys like Zach and Ari and all these guys that we can bounce ideas off of and, and people back right. each other up. That's how it should so, be. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So thank I do for, have a couple announcements. Thank you for putting Joe Hayden on the team and not being a dick about it. Everybody hates you all. Yeah. Up. Hey, one thing I want to say, uh, we got a little bit later start than normal. I, I promised a couple announcements. One of them is related to the athletic. We're just going to push those off till a podcast or two from now, just because I know Dre only has about five more minutes and I got some work to do too. It's nothing earth shattering. It's exciting stuff. But, Dre, I appreciate um, you early on and later shouting out The Athletic, and I know you're doing it, um, you know, not to just um, satisfy no. me, right? It's because you're a reader. No, you, you're I literally really do it. I read it. Yeah, yes. a lot of buses and planes where you're reading, and, and I'll tell you, every time I, I bookmark some stories on that app and go back to read three or four of them at a time later, like I always find myself diving into three or four more because there's just that much good shit. Yes. You just, it's funny you said that as you were just talking about the team. I literally was on the. I'm on the, the athletic right now on my phone, and I'm marking stories I want to read later on today when I'm on the plane. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, um, so that's exactly. It's funny you said that because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Well, two two things from today's Asking Jackson article that make really good talking points here as as we wrap this up. One was a question, and this is in terms of where the Browns are, um, and and where they can go. You know, one was a question to me about the surprise cut. And I just said, you know, last year, uh, obviously, there you knew there was going to be a total remake coming. You could feel it. There were a lot of guys that needed to go. This year, there will probably end up being some surprises because that's the nature of football. Injuries dictate it. Underperformance dictates it. And a team that's getting uh, up there in salary cap after 10 years of not having to spend is going to have some decisions to make. So there's one looming out there. But when you look at the roster, you see solid starters. You see proven guys who might not be starters, and you have to really stretch to think that they would cut a guy just to cut a guy, right? Like, we'll see right. what happens. But for the for once, they've started to build a base and then expound upon it. So we'll see there. And then the other question from our buddy Anthony uh, went back and asked me to go back in the training camp annals and go over some Alborea teams <laughs> from the past. So, <laughs> so that was fun to uh, to dig out some names there. With that, I'm genuinely excited, guys, to be at practice, uh, to share some pictures and video, to watch this whole thing come about, to watch Odell Beckham run routes, um, to watch them actually score touchdowns in practice because Lord knows we've seen too many times where they've gone a freaking week, and that's not an exaggeration without scoring one. Um, You know, there are – even though you would look right now on paper and there are 20-ish jobs locked up, there are jobs to be won. There's guys trying to make names for themselves, and um, we'll see. You know, one of the big questions, Dre, is always the uh, are you too soft in camp? Are you too hard in camp? You know, you know me, yeah. I'll always lean on the side of you got to have your guys, but it is football. You have to push guys, you have to see. And when a guy goes down with a minor injury, 
Um, it just makes sense to rest that guy, specifically if he's a proven player. And then what happens in that time with the next guy up and the next guy behind him? It can change careers. It can change franchises. We've we've seen guys come out of nowhere. So um, I have some concerns in this team about the depth on both lines, about the kicker spot, uh, about handling it. But, uh, again, um, just to wrap it up, there is a lot of talent. If you're lucky enough to have camp tickets, I think it's going to be a great experience. Get there early. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a circus. Yeah. Um, and we'll see, you know, over the five, <laughs> next five weeks where they can go as far as positioning themselves for the four months that really count. Yeah, and that's what I can't wait for. But I got to hit you on this before we go. I got a good solid five minutes still. Hopefully you do. Um, the GQ, GQ story with Odell. Um, I don't know Odell. Uh, I texted you something in the middle of the night as I was reading the story. <laughs> that, you don't have, that you don't have to repeat here, but... You know how I feel. Um, I'm gonna, I'm saying this carefully because I want him to succeed here, and I don't know enough. I don't know a lot about him, but I'll tell you what I read. Just give my thoughts. No offense to the younger generation. No offense to anybody that takes offense to this. Shout out to the Axel Rods and that great wedding that supposedly you guys all had and went to. From the pictures, it seemed like it was great. Um, I just feel like when I read Odell's story, and maybe it was just how it was written. I felt like I was listening to this generation's uh, adolescents or kids that were so worried about this monster they became. He talks about the catch and how his Instagram followers went up and how, like, uh, hopefully he's got the right people around him. Hopefully he's got, he's, he's got a team of guys that the show. Because on one hand, I get what, what he's about. I do. I get that those 16 Sundays mean everything to him, but it just seems like to me he's allowed the outside world of social media dictate how he thinks people think about him for better and worse. And we try to talk about social media on this podcast. I know Zach goes around the schools and talks to him. He actually took Dustin Fox to mama mater, Kent state. And I'm sure he still had the best hair there because that's what Dustin Fox does. Um, but we have all these conversations about social media, the do's and don'ts. My wife obviously, you know, hires and fires people and she goes through people's Facebooks and Twitter accounts and recruitment colleges recruit now. And they look at what a kid's done on social media. I cringe. I've had this conversation with Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak and Shane Bieber. Um, and these young guys where I'm like, okay, I get you're on Twitter. I get we're on Instagram a ton. All of us are. But that is such a small sector of this world and of how the world really works. Yes, the president goes off and on Twitter and says ridiculous things, and other people do. But there's still millions of people out there that don't touch social media and having real conversations with them. Those relationships – I'm not saying you, the relationships on Twitter and social media don't matter. Some of, the, some of the funniest conversations, some of the funniest things I read are through social media. Some of the dumbest things I read are through social media. But if you can't, in my opinion, you can't let social media dictate how you feel about yourself. I went away from reading, and this doesn't mean I'm right. And so I know people will tweet me and they'll tell me that they don't agree with me because I'm messing up their, their, their wet dream of 13 coming all over their scene. But I just felt like I was listening to a kid that's got a lot of things going his way but is so caught up in social media and like the likes and the monster that they've created that I cringe if things don't go the right way. I kind of had a very Twitter response 
about halfway through that article as I read some of the quotes. Sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) 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 And again, I'm not making light of it. And, And Odell is a fascinating dude. First and foremost, as I've been saying, my God, the guy can play football, right? Uh, no, we know no. he's a non-football celebrity. Uh, his world has changed. Uh, his life, he's just at a point in life where it starts to change, right? Uh, all of us right. around that time were trying to figure shit out. We didn't do it with, with all this money and all this fame and all that. So, no, you know, I'm, right. I'm going to reserve more judgment until I can be around him much longer. But I can tell you that when I get out of bed Thursday morning and start driving up 71, uh, I'm going to be most excited to watch him play football. And as I've said publicly and privately, you know, I don't know how the Browns will handle this. I don't know how this will all go as they try to take the next step, which is often the hardest one. But I do know when they got him, uh, that offense at least got the potential to hit a turbo speed. They should never be out of a game. And we'll see. Uh, This time of the show, we play some congrats and some congrats. I just want to say this, um, congrats. I hope you. I hope you. I hope you don't take mine. I hope you don't take mine. I hope you don't take mine. Okay. Congrats to the city of Akron. Uh, my dream of yes. reopening um, uh, Rolling Acres Mall has been crushed. But from what I read, it's one of the biggest. It's maybe the biggest job project, uh, job addition yes. project of the century. It's great to see that land get up. I actually drove drove by there yesterday morning, Dre. It's interesting to see it, and I hope that works out. Um, congrats at the same time to the city of Akron, which has that torn up. Another major highway right up the road, torn up, and how road all torn up at once. <laughs> I tried to go to a birthday party in downtown Akron uh, two Saturdays ago. Every damn road was closed at once. So uh, I know stay in my own lane. I'm not a city planner. I'm a bad podcaster and a good white call drinker. I know, but there's got to be a better way. So I start congrats and congrats with our favorite city. That was great. That was great. And that was also the night I think you ran into my son and you guys had your two favorite uh, yes. uh, toys with you as well. That picture will, will go down in the history uh, the annals, to say the least. Uh, my congrats and congrats goes into the same situation. I love the congrats to Akron. That is huge. But mine goes to the Washington Wizards. Congrats on on hiring Sashi Brown, who gets a congrats for getting another job after imploding the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that's going to be very interesting in Chocolate City, what he can do in Washington. Uh, it's I can see how some of the analytic guys think that he was the greatest ever. Uh, and what he accomplished in Cleveland, I can't wait to see what they do basketball-wise. Bradley Bill, I would probably put my house up for sale if I were you. So that's my congrats and congrats. Um, that's going to be some bad basketball in Chocolate City because if that's what they bring Sashi in for. But imagine if people hired you and down on the road to be able to do the opposite of what most of the other teams are trying to do. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. Like yeah. Most people are hiring people in your business in your business to get clicks and get people to read your stories. And you would go out and hire somebody that can't get no stories right and, t- and gets terrible stories and writes terrible stories. <laughs> kind of like the guy that does Indians post games sometimes on the radio, the station I work for. Um, congrats to that, too. Um, <laughs> anything so, else you want to throw out there? Well, no. I, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get started on Sa- Sashi and his supporters. To me, the congrats in that whole situation goes to the Haslam's. Sashi should have never been running a football team. That's what I said from day one. A lot of people told me I was not smart enough to understand, and I ask you if you guys are smart enough to understand fucking 1-31. in 31. Anyway, um, so <laughs> where do you, you guys are back on the road this weekend. I'm just trying to get a gauge of when, when we'll be able to pop. I got you. 
uh, we might be able to go Friday. Today's Wednesday, right? Okay. See, um, the Browns we, have morning practice almost every day, so it's a lot easier for me than it was last year when they had afternoon practice because I was gone basically all day and all night. So, um, right, right. Okay, yeah. so we play we play tonight here in Toronto. After the game, we fly to Kansas City, Kansas City for the weekend, and then I'm back home for 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 a decent amount of time. Maybe I'll come to Berea next week. I haven't looked at my schedule. I haven't okay. looked at my uh, Indian schedule. But I think I have an off day. And this, hey, this is part of the A to Z podcast, baby. You get it all live and direct as we do things the way we do it. I'm actually off Monday uh, next week, okay. uh, so maybe Monday we could try to we could try to set something up. We all have we have night games uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So and I'm off the third. Um, did you guys have a game on the third? Is that what is that the first day? You no, that's the stadium practice on the third. Oh, uh, okay. All right, first that's game's a day off for me because that's a yeah. Okay, maybe next Monday I can come to Berea, or maybe on the way to Berea, or on the way to uh, Cleveland, maybe yeah. Wednesday right, or well, Thursday. Yeah, we'll look I, into I, that. Guys anyway, guys, we enjoy yeah, doing this. We're, we're glad you stick with us. We're glad you listen. Um, glad we could get back and do this we'll, during training camp, and as the Indians hopefully continue to play well. Uh, we'll try to do these as often as possible because we we uh, we like it, and we're glad that you guys do too. So shouts, as always, to Scene, to the Honeymoon Grill, to American Fireworks. Um, holler if you see me out in Berea. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on A to Z. Don't check!